0: Yo, what up? Welcome to Free Refills Podcast, where we come together as youth leaders to discuss the realities of leading in youth ministry. Our hope is that you leave refilled, refueled, and re-energized to carry on in I'm your host, Boss, coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana. And I'm joined by my co-host, Wayne.
1: Hey, Say what's hi, up? Wayne. From Dallas, Pennsylvania.
0: Dallas, Pennsylvania. <laughs> not Wilkes-Barre. Not, not those... No. Cool. Well, We're I figured I'd down. throw the
1: official town since we've got a Texas person with us this we uh, month.
0: We do. And speaking of our guests, we have Shane Pruitt joining us. Shane, welcome to the episode and to the podcast. Hey, what's up, guys?
2: I'm on the Free Refills podcast. That's like a bucket list goal. It has been <laughs> accomplished now. I'm ready for Jesus to come back. Man, Perfect. like I, I, man, I feel like this is the mountaintop. It's only downhill from here, uh, and man, what a joy to be on from the real Dallas,
1: the real Dallas,
2: Dallas, Dallas I... Texas, Dallas, Texas. <laughs> What's up, guys?
0: Are are there are there lesser known Dallases out there outside of PA and Texas?
2: Yeah, there actually uh, are. Mm-hmm, there are. There's a Dallas, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's probably the three I know.
0: Yeah, Wayne, you know some more? No, I think it's Dallas, Georgia. Georgia. Georgia.
1: Yep.
2: So
0: I would venture to say that there's probably a Dallas, Indiana, because we seem to be notorious for stealing everybody's names and just call (laughs) and just using it here because we've got a lot. But Shane, it is great to have you here. Let's kick this episode off a little bit. Tell us about yourself. Like you've already said where you're located, but um, tell us about your family. And how long you've
2: been in ministry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My family always says my primary ministry, everything else I do is from the overflow of that. Uh, I'm a part of that club that married way, way, way over their head. I have an awesome Mm -hmm. wife named Casey. We just celebrated being married for 18 years um which is uh incredible it's hard to believe it's gone by super fast uh we have six kids that are 16 and under that is a prayer request (laughs) (laughs) so yeah yeah we have a 16 year old uh and an 11 year old both of those are daughters uh biological daughters which just means they carry my wife and i's DNA. And then we have four adopted kiddos that are still uh, very much equally our kiddos. Uh, We have a 10-year-old son that is adopted from Uganda. And then we have a uh, eight-year-old son that is adopted from Liberia. And then we have a seven-year-old son and a five-year-old daughter that is adopted from the greatest nation in the world, Texas. (laughs) (laughs) Only Texas (laughs) people like that. But uh, yeah, that's my primary ministry. Uh, everything else is from the overflow of that. And then uh, currently, uh, been in ministry for twenty two years and um, currently uh, serving um, as the National Next Gen Director for the North American Mission Board, uh, which is a national network of churches that uh, we have about fifty thousand churches in our uh, entity and our network that we serve and work with. Um, so I get to oversee all of our ministries to young adults, college students. Uh, teenagers and really our, our target group, our heroes is the same target group and heroes that y'all have it's mm-hmm. next gen leaders. So, uh, what gets us out of bed every morning is how to equip, inspire, um, and encourage uh, next-gen leaders. were this young adult pastors, college pastors, mm-hmm. uh, campus missionaries, uh, and student pastors and student leaders. So yeah, I awesome. love what I get to do. I was just telling a group love of it. guys last week, I don't know if you're supposed to have this much fun in ministry, but I'm having a blast. I love it. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. It. Don't, don't well,
0: apologize well, for it. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then since this is the mountaintop of reaching this podcast, uh, we, we often ask, what is your favorite drink? Cause we are the free refills pod podcast. We mm-hmm. always ask, what is your go-to drink? What's your favorite drink that you go to? That is just like, man, this is what I got.
2: Oh man. And, and you know, this is almost like un-Texan to say this, but man, I Uh-oh. am a unsweet tea person. Wow. Yeah. And most Texans <laughs> just hear that and go, oh, wow unsweet tea yeah i i do not like sweet tea um you belong in dallas pennsylvania a lot of lemon in it yeah Yeah, you belong in dallas pennsylvania
1: is what you need so (laughs) yeah that's my go-to awesome and what's a hobby outside of ministry that that kind of refuels you refreshes you
2: Yeah, I love I love working out, love running, uh, love love hitting the weight room, Uh, man. I geek out over fantasy sports. I am a fantasy football and fantasy basketball geek, man. Like, I mean, when I say geek out, like I listen to podcasts, I follow the social medias of Mm -hmm. fantasy sports. Uh, I read the magazines like I take it serious. I'm in like three fantasy football leagues. I'm actually in five. But three of them I take serious and it's a group of guys and each of those that we've been together for years and we talk trash like all year Bruce. long. I love it. Yeah. So I travel a lot. So it's hard for me to have those hobbies. You know, where coming back from, you know, getting off the airplane and then going to Casey, my wife and going, all right, now I'm going to the deer Lease for three days. You know what I mean? Right. I can't have those kind of hobbies. So really, I love hobbies that I can take on the road or on the plane with me. So I geek out over fantasy sports. Yeah.
0: The question then, the follow up of that is Do you win? Because you put in a bunch of time. Do you win (laughs) at it or are you successful? How about that? Are you successful at
2: it? Hey. Yeah, there was once a great theologian that said second place is the first loser. You know what I mean? Yeah, so <laughs> if you're not winning, you're losing. All right. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have won multiple championships. And if yeah. I don't win the championship it is a loss of a whole season. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. I know. What <laughs> yeah, I'm mean. just I'm what sensing
1: a touch, a touch of competitiveness there. So, yeah. Uh.
2: <laughs> I I deal with it. You know, it's, I take it to the Lord. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I take it to the Lord. I, I Sports is one of those things that I feel like there, especially so many of us, sports is one of those things that can make you walk in the flesh instead of the spirit. So man, I have to take it to the Lord, you know, sometimes, and I'm a huge Miami Dolphins fan for football, huge Dallas Mavericks fan for basketball. And so many times I'm like, why do I care this much? I am a grown
0: man. (laughs) I should not care this much. Lord, that's awesome. Yep, That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, I know that this podcast and this group right here could, we could just take a real big turn and only talk about sports, but we are not going to talk about sports at all for the rest of this time uh, so that we can stay on the topic that we intended to talk about. So um, Shane and Wayne, which I think there might be something there that y'all could do together. Cause that just yeah, kind of rolls. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but y'all I just, agree. y'all figure that out. Um, we're in the midst of the holiday season, specifically Christmas. And that means a lot of things. And it, it primarily for those of us that are in local churches, it is, one of the two biggest days of the entire calendar year. And so here we are, we're gearing up for it, which brings tons of excitement, adrenaline, a big rush, but also possibly stress and anxiety because we have more responsibilities. Sometimes it's an all hands on deck. And then also we have our families, we have our friends, we have all the things we want to do and we're trying to fit it into a small window of time and so Shane we we ask you to come and sit with us today to talk about from your experience the things that you have done the things that you've experienced and gone through and how you've navigated this season for now 22 years that you've gone through this space how we can make an intentional approach to caring for our own souls in this time so that we're we're setting ourselves up for a life-giving ex- experience of this season, rather than a life-taking one, where we're just going, we're dreading it, and we're just trying to get through it. So, as we've talked about that, Shane, what if what what comes to mind first when you hear about all these things, or you think about Christmas, when in your role and in the local church setting, too?
2: Yeah, I love that question. You know, when you think of this season, and, and particularly with Christian leaders, is you think, okay, we're celebrating Christmas, which is really celebrating and remembering the incarnation of Christ, uh, the fulfillment of the promise is kept really through the Old Testament, and then here comes the fulfillment of the promise uh, that God is with us, Emmanuel. You think of the name, Emmanuel, God with us. Hmm. And then you have the angels, right? They come and says, you know, I bring you good news of great joy. But I think if we'd be honest, sometimes as leaders, uh, instead of good news of great joy, we think it's this season is stressful news of little joy. (laughs) And so I really believe this, like healthy leaders are more apt to lead healthy ministries. So I think this is an opportunity to really point People to Jesus who maybe are spiritually lost or they're disconnected from the local church. I know more and more churches are telling me um, that really they see bigger crowds during their kind of Christmas Eve services than even their Easter services now. Mm. Now, it'd be an interesting study to see when did that shift take place. But I know many churches, especially large churches, are saying, hey, yeah, Easter's still a big deal for us. But Shane, we actually see more people come to our Christmas Eve services than even our Easter services now. So it'd be interesting to figure out when that shift took place. Mm. But it has. And so we have an opportunity where we're going to have people in our church buildings that typically aren't there. And maybe uh, many of them are spiritually lost or they've been disconnected from the church and it's an opportunity for them to get plugged into a faith family. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. for us to do effectively what God has called us to do in that season, to know him and to make him known, to really point to the truth of the incarnation of Christ, then we need to be in a healthy spot. Healthy leaders are more apt to lead healthy ministries. Unhealthy leaders are more apt to lead unhealthy ministries. Mm -hmm. So we must take care of ourselves. And I just want to say, you know, focus on the word overflow in this season. We're always going to be at our best when we're leading, teaching, serving, discipling, out of the overflow Hmm. of our own worship of King Jesus, and not out of the flow that's over. So many of us are running and serving on empty. And I think that's why this season, instead of it being good news of great joy, it's stressful news of little joy, because we're really operating out of a flow that's over instead of an overflow of who Jesus is. Hmm. Yeah,
1: and Shane, uh, in the last book you guys put out there, the calling out the called, uh, you had talked about abiding in Christ. Why is it ho- like? Do you have rhythms, or in your in your time in ministry, what were some of the rhythms that you kind of created that c- helped you abide, especially in really busy times? Um, do you have anything that you specifically think of as leaders? Because I know as leaders, we we can prescribe for other other people to, you know, take a Sabbath. We can prescribe for other people to pause and develop their own spiritual development. But um, for whatever reason, it's really hard for us as leaders to stop and just like gather that for ourselves. And obviously the people who've stayed in ministry, they have somehow been able to capture that. So in your, in your experience, like Abiding in Christ, what does that look like in those times of high pressure and um and, and spaces where it's hard to carve out extra time?
2: Yeah. You know, I think of that famous uh, Martin Luther quote, you know, where he goes, I have so much to do today that I must spend my first six hours in prayer. You know, right. I think, you know, which I love, you know, it's like right. because I, I think we run the opposite way to where you yeah. are like, oh, I'm so busy, I don't really have time to sit down and You know, in that silence and solitude or in Mm -hmm. the word or in prayer, where Martin Luther is like, the more busy I am, the more time I have to spend um, with Mm -hmm. the Lord, you know, Billy Graham said, hey, if I don't start my day with the Lord, then I feel like I'm walking around in a spiritual fog for the rest Mm -hmm. of the day. And Mm -hmm. I feel like if Billy Graham and Martin Luther needed time with the Lord. I think we definitely need time with the Lord, you know, uh, also thinking my grandmother, my grandmother, who's now with the Lord, she used to have this sign in her kitchen. I remember it my whole life It was like, never trust a skinny cook. And so, you know, and I think a lot of times as leaders, in a sense, we're skinny cooks. Yeah. And what I mean by that is we're so busy. Mm. cooking up meals for other people that we don't take time to eat ourselves. Yeah. Um, where we'd be much better if we were once again, feeding out of the overflow of us eating ourselves. So I know it's such a Sunday school answer, but guys, listen, there's no way to shortcut this. Mm. It's intimate time with the Lord Mm. and the word. And I mean, we got to stop using our Bible only as a tool for a job to write sermons and lessons for others. Mm -hmm. Like, do we really see it as bread of life for us? Like we got to spend time in the word outside of just preparing talks and sermons, time with the Lord in the word, time with the Lord, praying, listening, talking, meditating upon who he is time and just solitude um, you know, I think it was John Mark Comer that said there's a difference between solitude and isolation. Yeah. Isolation is bad because isolation is unintentional time by yourself or typically sin grows. I think that's why shelter in place was so rough for so many people that mm-hmm. even if you had broken free from your vices, many people ran back to them during shelter mm-hmm. in place because of the isolation. Um, mm-hmm. so isolation bad, unintentional time where you're by yourself, where sin typically grows. Solitude is good because it's intentional time with the Lord to where you typically grow spiritually. Mm -hmm. So guys, in this season, I want to say, yes, it's busy. You're leading ministries. You're preparing for those guests to be um, in your worship services. Um, you're discipling others. Maybe there's Christmas parties. And then on top of all the church responsibilities, there's all the family responsibilities, right, of gifts and going to all those family Christmas gatherings um, and just so many things going on. Um, the different traditions, you want to keep those traditions up for your kiddos. There's a lot. I want to say this. You're so busy that you have to spend more time with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think even guys, I think it's in season like this where Christian leaders, typically the more busy you are, the more exhausted you are also, is, if you're not careful is where you can typically run, uh, in the flesh. Mm-hmm. And if we're not careful, I think that's where we can get in dangerous areas. Um, I, not too long ago I, I was speaking at an event where I heard a Christian counselor give a talk and this particular Christian counselor had counseled, Uh, about 300 pastors and Christian leaders who had fallen morally Mm. in ministry. And he Mm. said, every single one of them had a common denominator. And he goes, Mm. I'm guessing you're going to guess that the common denominator that they all had is they did not have accountability in their life. He said, Mm. that was not the common denominator. They Mm. all had accountability, but the problem is if there's sin in your heart or if you're exhausted, or if you're walking in the flesh, you'll figure out ways around accountability, or you'll just flat out lie to those Mm -hmm. who are in accountability. Mm -hmm. uh, in your circle, right? He said the common denominator they all had is they got away from walking intimately with the Lord themselves Mm -hmm. and their calling and ministry had become more of a calling just to an occupation. Instead Mm -hmm. of serving from the overflow, they just made themselves more and more busy and they were running on empty. So Mm -hmm. in these seasons, you have to step back and spend intentional, intimate, deep time with the Lord, and then just serve from the overflow of that.
0: So I hear, you said it at the top where we, you know, we Wayne asked about a hobby, and you talked about working out and fitness is a big deal for you, and and especially with your with a schedule that is you're traveling often. Um, that seems to be the place that you get refilled, so to speak, because you're you're like this is a way to burn off steam and just kind of like let loose some energy and use some energy, also on top of spending intentional time with God and and whatever that might be for you. Are there also things in this as you prepare for the Christmas season that you take time with your wife to go, okay, here's the schedule. Here's what's going to be expected. Like, here's the things that we're going to be doing. We're going to planning it out. I ask that because like, I know that for me, I've had that where I've sat with my wife and we've planned stuff out the two of us were on a church staff together. So we were we were working mm-hmm. the same schedule and we were going, okay, how are we going to do this and make sense of it? And we put things along the way that were refilling for us, you know, like, hey, this night, this is what we're doing. This night, this is what we're doing. Because it kept us going that we were like, we know that when we get through this, it'll be worth it. Because We'll have an amazing time and then we'll be able to find rest on the other side of it. So what, have you done that? Have you and your wife navigated it like that? Or maybe there's a completely different way that y'all done that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yes. We actually at the, you know, time of this recording, um, We did that this morning. We actually both of us had our laptops open, our MacBooks open, and going through our family calendar together, and just going, okay, because Casey is also, you know, a ministry. She's a leader, and so I'm like, okay, what do you got going up coming up? What do you have coming up? Okay, within that, um, we have our family traditions. We're we are. I'll just I'll, I'll just confess this. We are like that christmas fanatic family all right we are nice. the griswolds like every inch <laughs> of our yard is covered in christmas decorations like <laughs> over the top and then we love christmas traditions so mm-hmm. literally we it's like we put those on the calendar okay hey this is the night where we're gonna do the drive through night lights with the kids that we've done mm-hmm. since reagan was little you know and she's 16 now you know since we've done it the last 16 years since she was a baby we're gonna do that so we put that on the calendar Uh, we live in dallas texas we're six flags there and and a holiday in the park that's a big deal Mm -hmm. for our kids all right so here's the day we're going to holiday in the park okay on top of that all the kids have practices soccer practice basketball practice you know band Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. all the school things we want to go to the kids christmas parties and stuff so we just plan it out and you go okay well that sounds so normal that sounds surface level well here's the point of it is remember as christian leaders like we are still human beings yeah Uh, Mm -hmm. and i think focus on that you're a human being not a human doing meaning this it's okay to be normal like i think we have this mentality that we got to keep up with people's expectations of us because some people do have unhealthy expectations mm. of us, but listen, it's okay to push back about against that. Um, You know, I, I do uh, a coaching network for next next gen leaders, you know, and every time I tell them one of the first things I tell them in our first sessions together, each semester is like, Hey, I want to give you permission to have a hobby. I want to give you permission to do fun things with your family and kids. I want to give you permission to step away. I want to give you permission to have vacations because maybe you're in an environment where you don't feel like you have that permission and you will burn out. You will Mm -hmm. not be good for the kingdom. You won't be good for your ministry. You won't be good for your family. Take care of yourself. And I think one thing we got to remind ourselves daily is that this calling to ministry is not just a calling to start well, it's a calling to finish well. And so that means to finish well, you have to run well. And this is not a sprint. It's a marathon. So pace yourself and do things along the way to help you pace yourself and just be a normal person, have traditions, have hobbies, have fun things. It's okay to say no. Um, It's okay to go, you know what? This is a family night. It's okay to go, you know what? This is a rest day. Yeah. Do that. Take care of yourself. It's a marathon because we've all seen the cross country meets where there's that brother or sister. When the gun goes off, they sprint and they're 200 yards in front of everybody, but about a half a mile in, they're on the side throwing up their hot dogs. Right? <laughs> I feel like in ministry we do the, the same thing. Um, I, and I want to encourage you: like we need less bottle leaders. Yeah. What I mean by bottle rocket leaders is they shoot up high, they shoot up quick. They sparkle for a little bit, then they fizzle out just as fast. We don't need more leaders like that. We need more leaders who are going to start well, run well, finish well. It's a marathon. The only way to run this as a marathon is you got to take care of yourself. And it's okay to just be a normal person. Yeah,
1: And I think it's important, like as you're talking about those meetings, um, I think some couple people who are like married and they're in ministry, they feel like a date night is good enough. And if you're not careful, that date night becomes like a business meeting. So yeah. um, I think it's really important just to even give yourself permission to schedule things out, to yeah. put those things on the calendar. because uh, the larger your family gets, the more responsibilities you are pulled in multiple different directions. If you're only allowing your spouse to run that, that then it becomes really exhausting for your spouse and so you might be having a blast in ministry but your spouse is soul heavy and and worn out so mm-hmm. so yeah yeah that's right that, that's a good word chain yeah. to have those type of uh one-on-ones with your spouse mm-hmm.
0: we in our house like i had mentioned before my wife and i we were on a church staff together and so what we did is we our very first year of marriage we decided that Christmas Day was only the two of us. We didn't have kids. It was just going to be the two mm-hmm. of us. And we went. Yep. We're not going. This is it. Nobody can nobody gets this day. And so Christmas Eve service would happen and we would go get Chinese food and watch a Christmas movie. And love it. That was it. And and it is my favorite thing that happened because of that because we could look forward to it and we kept that rhythm up. And It's been something where we're like, we get to protect that day. And it's been really helpful for us through it. Um, Mm, But it's also those traditions, right? That you're doing the things that are giving you life and things like that. I know that we've spoken to a lot of family things and and spouses as well. But there are people, and I want to recognize there are people that are are single. They're individuals and they're going, "Mm, I'm in this space. I don't have a spouse to say, well, I need to go hang out with them. And here I am possibly getting tossed around in the Christmas season of trying to do all these things for expectation wise. Any, any thoughts on that for somebody and speak directly to them to be like, here, here's something you might need to know.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I would say the spiritual principles are still the the same. same, Intimate time with the Lord, spiritual disciplines, those healthy spiritual rhythms. Um, But I would also say, especially if you're single and you're not having to consider a spouse or your kids, is um, do what feeds you, right? So God wires this all differently. Some Mm -hmm. people feed off of being around other people, right? But some people, that drains them. So whatever, like, whatever, like, Feed your like just soul outside of, you know, like obviously the spiritual disciplines are going to feed your soul. But also like whatever feeds your soul of what you enjoy doing, do that, especially in in your your single years is like, hey, you don't have to survive Christmas season, thrive in Christmas season, you know, Mm -hmm. and so like a lot of times. Um, people are pulling back, you know, because they are focusing on, a, you know, family things and family gatherings. And so sometimes in ministry, yes, you got those Christmas Eve services that are building up or Christmas parties, but sometimes it can be a lot of downtime too. So if you are a person that kind of thrives, just taking a step back, being by yourself, there's some great opportunities to do that in that season. So I want to Mm -hmm. encourage you to do that. If you're a person that goes, man, I really need to be around people. Well, guess what? There's a lot of Christmas parties out there. There's a lot of gatherings of of friends out there. So like, hey, put yourself out there, go be around people. I'm just saying there's not a cookie cutter model for this. Do what feeds you. So if you're a people person, There's a lot of opportunities to be around people. If you're a person that needs to step back, be alone and recoup uh, and being alone and you're always around people and it drains you, there's an opportunity here with a lot of downtime and a lot of off time to where you can Mm -hmm. just get alone too um, and just recoup because we know uh, you know, we go, okay, the Christmas season's busy, but you know, another busy season is usually January 2nd, uh, mm-hmm. because it's a new year well, hitting the ground running, right? There's new visions, New Year's resolutions and all that. And even spiritually, we know this, you know, that new beginnings don't start with the turning of a calendar page. It starts yeah. with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Price, But a lot of people think it starts with a new year and a turning of a counter page. That's where you can slide in with the gospel. So there's going to be a lot of ministry opportunities and obligations in the new year too. So sometimes yep. this can be a season of rest before the craziness of a new year.
0: Yeah. Yep. That's, that's really good because yeah, I, I didn't, I don't expect And we don't ever think that there is a cookie cutter answer because everybody's circumstances mm-hmm. are different, you know, and, and so it's just more of, from your experience and that's what you've shared which has been great is there shane is there anything else maybe that you're like i've been waiting for you to ask this question so i could share this part that i'm thinking of or maybe there's just something that's come to mind lately that you're like i need to say this what is that maybe fill that space for a minute
2: yeah you know during this time you know of Family gatherings and friends gathering. You know, I think one time, you know, I think one thing as us leaders is sometimes it's a weird dynamic for us to navigate because as Christian leaders, you're constantly around people, but sometimes you can also be the most lonely person in the room. Mm -hmm. So if you have friends that deeply care about you, and I mean the real you, not just because of some position you hold or some platform you have, I mean, they really care about you, then take this as an opportunity to, uh, thank the Lord for them, spend time with them, surround yourself with them. Uh, if you have family like that, because I think a lot of us, sometimes we, we look around and go, okay, Hey, these people really want to be my friend. If I wasn't in ministry, like if, if my job was to stock shelves at Walmart, and that's a great job and that's an important job would they still want to be my friend or do they, are they just my friend because maybe they have some terrible theology and they think <laughs> I'm closer you know what i mean that they have a direct yeah. phone line to yeah. god because they're friends right. with the, somebody in ministry right, right. or right. they or because because of you know my title or position or platform mm-hmm. whatever that is they think that gives them some kind of title position or platform right and so like if you go man no 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 these people love me for me like no matter what like i don't have to quote unquote beyond around them i can just mm-hmm. be myself like hey surround yourself with those kind of people during this holiday season thank the mm-hmm. lord for them if you don't have a crew like that or a tribe like that then first of all man i i want to pray for you um and i mm-hmm. i want you to make that a top prayer request for you to go god would you give me some people who legitimately love me and care for me. Um, I think people don't often consider that as Mm -hmm. for Christian leaders that sometimes we look around as Christian leaders and go, man, I got a ton of acquaintances, but I don't have very many true friends. So if you have true friends, spend time with them, tell them that they're a true friend to you, thank them for being a true friend because they really are a treasure meaning like who's some people around you, around you that you can truly be you, um, meaning like, uh, are life giving to you and not soul sucking. So, um, yeah, I would just say, I think that's part of feeding our soul too. And being healthy is having people around us that really do care about us. And I think about that in my own life. Um, there, you know, two men that I think of Brad Malone and Vance Smith, um, They're plugged in the church, they love the Lord, they serve faithfully, but neither one of them are in ministry like you and I would think of, or, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, one uh, works for Guidestone Financial, and the other Mm -hmm. one works for Atmos Energy, Mm -hmm. and they love Jesus, they love their families, and they love me, and they love me no matter what, whether I was the national ex-gen director, or if I worked at 7-Eleven, they wouldn't Mm -hmm. care, they love me, and they care about me. Those are valuable treasures. So if you have those kind of friends, spend time with them in this season. Um, encourage them, thank them, and thank the Lord for them. If you don't have friends like that, start asking the Lord to surround you with people like that because that will feed your soul as well.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. Solid. And that's I mean, obviously, that's something that you care about. Like we we care about. Youth pastors networking because a lot of the times, you know, there's strategy and and things you can do more yeah. together. But sometimes the only people that are are going to get you are other youth workers. And don't overlook the people in your community that could potentially be those lifelong friends. Uh, make a phone call. Try to look out for those type of friendships. Uh, that I I really think that's a huge priority for us in ministry. So thanks for Absolutely. thanks for hitting that, Shane.
0: Yeah, that's really good. Well, Shane, as we wrap up. Um, how can people get a hold of you? How can they connect with you and follow along and all that sort of stuff? Plug your pluggables, do that. Tell tell us all
2: about you. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you, boss. Well, hey, one thing I just want to say is really next-gen leaders, you are my heroes. Mm -hmm. Like, I want you to know if you feel like you're out there running alone or no one cares about you, I want you to know, like, there's three guys on this podcast today in this conversation, that we we think about you, we pray for you, you are our heroes. Yep. Like we feel you are on the front lines. We want to j- uplift your arms like Aaron and her uplifted the, the arms of Moses. You know, we just want to be a help to you. And so I want to just say, you know, even statistically, um, when you know, most recent statistic tells us this that 77% of all Christians surrender to Jesus as Lord and Savior of their life before the age of 18. Uh, 95% before the age of 30. So that means, hey maybe you're in a situation where parents don't understand what you're trying to do. Maybe the students don't even you respect what you're trying to do. Maybe your pastor or other staff don't expect, you know, it, really acknowledge or see the value of what you're doing. I want you to know we do. When you Mm -hmm. think of 95% of all Christians surrender Jesus before the age of 30, 77% before the age of 18, I believe God's sovereign. He can save who he wants, when he wants. But practically speaking, if we don't reach a generation, by the time they turn 18 or their young adult years, we lose a whole generation. So that Mm -hmm. means you are the missionaries, evangelists, disciple makers on the front lines reaching the next generation. So thank you for what you do. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just want to say we're here to encourage you. Um, I know boss feels that way. Wayne feels that way. I feel that way. So I would love to encourage you stay connected with you. Um, I'm on uh, all the social media, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter is just Shane underscore Pruitt, P-R-U-I-T-T 78. So Shane underscore Pruitt 78. Uh, uh, Facebook is just Shane Pruitt. Uh, personal e- uh, website, Um, Also with our ministry, uh, we create all kinds of free resources and coaching and uh, curriculum. Uh, you can find that at gensend.org. It's G-E-N-S-E-N-D.org. We have a podcast as well. And then I got two books out, uh, Nine Common Lives Christians Believe, and then a brand new one, um, and it's called Calling Out the Call, Discipling Those Called to Ministry Leadership. And that's all about equipping ministry leaders to call out the next generation of ministry leaders and disciple them, equip them. And those books can be found anywhere books are sold. yeah
0: Nice. Awesome. awesome. We will drop all of those links in below in the description so that people can find it and they don't have to keep writing it down and all that sort of stuff yeah. and going back. So awesome. Shane, thank you. thank you so much. This was incredible. Thanks for for your experience and just sharing with us um, your heart in, in this season.
2: Well, thanks guys. Y'all are the best of the best. So what a joy to be on and have this conversation with y'all.
0: That was a great time with Shane. I really appreciate his voice in this conversation with us, sharing his lived experience and the things that have been helpful to him as he's navigated this Christmas season and made it the most that it could be each and every year. My encouragement to you is that you find some time and that you make time. You don't find it, but you make time to be by yourself and do something that fills you in this season. This is a really important season and we really want it to be the best for you. And this continues on in the new year as well. Well, as we Get ready to wrap up for um, the final time for this season, which is crazy. It's season four, it's the end. Uh, it's nuts to think about that we're we're at this point. Couple notes: um, Season five begins in February. There's a lot of plans for season five. In fact, one of the things is that uh, this is my final episode being the host, and you hearing my voice on. On this podcast, uh, I have been with this from the very beginning with free refills, and it's been a joy, and the experience has been amazing as I've gotten to meet so many incredible people and learn their stories through a variety of topics. We're coming to a point where it's now time for me to hand that off to the to the rest of the team, and uh, so that they can take it to to new heights and continue on. Uh, in, a, in a different direction, which is super exciting. I'm excited for what's coming in February as we start season five. Um, it's been a joy. It's been a pleasure. It's been just an incredible experience. So thank you for your time. Um, thanks for subscribing and listening and sharing and doing all of that sort of thing to help this this community grow in such a way where we've been able to uh, hear so many voices because of that. And being connected with with you has been, awesome in this way so thanks for spending your time with uh, with me and with us in this in this way um but as we wrap up i just think again like on on the theme of this episode take time for yourself pour into yourself because if you're not pouring into yourself you can't pour out to others it should be from the overflow that you give to other people merry christmas happy new year peace blessings